This is episode 24, season three of Beyond This Earth. And on today's episode, the stock market is in a mess. What are the real job realities in the future of work? Has the Supreme Court been compromised? The recent Roe versus Wade situation is now getting heated. We'll have more updates on that. The Pfizer information has been leaked, but J&J gets the banhammer from the FDA. We'll look into both situations as well and the pseudonym dead update. The cost of the entertainment that we see and the Twitter dilemma. We'll discuss that in the second segment. American leadership and it calls for its morality and why it's hypocritical. Plus, news you miss, utter space news, in memoriam, a shocking death and updates on the websites and what is coming up in two weeks. All that and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. We're in season three, episode 20. Of this show And boy You better sit down Because this was one of the craziest weeks I've seen And it started right after You may have heard episode 23 But we'll get to all that in a minute the recent job report comes out and I just want y'all to understand that they're not telling you the full story. The economics is bad in every single metric you can possibly think of. Before we even get to that, we have to get to the numbers of what happened as of this recording Friday in the stock market. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell about another 98 percentage points, 30% overall to 92, 32 point, yeah, 3299.37. NASDAQ fell about 173 points to 12,144. S&P index went down to 23.53 to 4,124. Stocks failed to end the roller coaster week. Concerns about the Federal Reserve's ability to bring down inflation while maintaining solid economic activity resurged. And why did that happen? It's simple. The stock market, I mean, the Fed raised these basis points for the first time by a large amount in almost 22 years, 0.30. And they will have to continue to raise these rates constantly for the next couple of weeks, a week for the next couple of months. This came after the judge report. Carl Denninger on the market ticker posted this today. Total non-firm employment 
increased by 428,000 in April, and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.6%. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported today job growth was widespread, led by gains in leisure and hospitality, in manufacturing and transport, transportation and warehousing. Watch me put a lipstick on this pig. What a pig it is. This is Denninger. On the household survey, unadjusted appointment fell 115,000 last month. Further, nearly a million people left the labor force. That's 940,000 people. Despite the job market being tight, and we need people, more people, by a million, decided to bag it entirely and disappear of what we know they're doing number. That is defined, by the way, as we know that you're there, but you're neither employed or unemployed, the latter of which you only are if you will like a job. But that was the internals that made me sit, but it was the internals that made me sit up, that's Mr. Denninger sit up today. Typically, there is an either moderating or accelerating force in these numbers that is hidden in the hours worked. That wasn't the case this time. It was flat, and that is a huge adjustment because every tick is worth a huge number of jobs. Put in a couple of tents here or there, and a minus 500,000 number doesn't look too bad, and a plus... 500 number, 500,000 number smoking good. Never mind the unemployment population ratio, which is the one number that determines long-term stability in government financing. It was down a tick, and in one month doesn't make a trend, it has been rising strongly. No, the real 900-pound gorilla in this report is that one that nobody but myself has been aware of talks about, and that is the net change in participation among the educational groups. This month, there was a material loss with those with bachelor's degrees and better by four ticks. This was a net loss in that group, about 275,000 employed people among that segment of the population, including the net loss at the top line. This is a recessionary print, folks an early stage one, but nonetheless, and yet with inflation and labor costs, where it is the Fed had no choice but to continue to tighten policy and the longer and slower they go, the worse this will be. This should have put 200 basis points on Wednesday and 200 basis points the next morning. But of course they didn't. And because the result don't expect good things, you're not going to get them. More people lost their jobs that had degrees than people that did not have degrees. Or most of them that did not get hired. It's related to what is about to happen with the student loans. But we're not done here yet. He made another post yesterday. And it is very damaging. It's bad. 
Non-farmer labor business sector productivity decreased 7.5% in the first quarter of 2022. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics report reported on Thursday as output decreased 2.4% and hours worked increased 5.5%. This is the largest decline in quarterly productivity since the third quarter of 1947 when the measure decreased 11.7%. This was coming. This is Denninger. This is coming off of what we were converting back to piece down industrial production. This is coming off two years of worker abuse by employees and the government, both intentionally inflicting and both have served very well to destroy morale and willingness to produce, never mind catering to the crazy in people's minds and effectively paying them for their own personal insanities. As we learned in that the USSR the hard way and in every single nation that had tried to do something similar, while you can force people to show up by friending them in some way, you can't make them to actually produce their potential. That is impossible. And when the people get upset enough or consume enough with other things, like 5% gallon canceling and skyrocketing food prices, they don't produce very much. Dedicating your company's ethos to various social constructs, no matter what they are, also destroys morale and ultimately output. The simple fact is that anyone who is cranked up of such thing and wants to do the demonstration again, no matter what the cause, will be outperformed by any person who says meh to such cause and simply do their job. It is simply the fact that every person has a limited amount of resource that which you can expend on other things while on company time, and it is destructive to the productivity of that particular firm. As a result, while catering to the nonsense as a CEO, instead of barring it and firing everyone who demonstrates it in that case, no matter what the cause or claim purpose, only cost always costs the company in terms of output per unit of compensation, which is why when Carl Denninger ran MSA, MCS Nets, he had zero tolerance for any sort of crap and didn't care what the cause was. It wasn't that I didn't have opinions. Of course I did, just like everyone else also has opinions. It's that he showed up as CEO to write code, configure networks, figure out how to best allocate the human machine resources we had, how cost and gross income were related, what supplies I had to hammer, and what innovations I had to work due to lower the cost of producting our services, and where I tried to drive sales that the costs were lowered instead of increased, and determined ways to get more output from less hardware by being more efficient in everything we did. And when necessary, he drank a marathon of coffee and able to keep performing even though whatever bad thing was going on in my life was just the demands placed on my limited capacity as a human being might otherwise impair same. During the hours he was in the office, that was 100% of my mental and physical capability was going, not into some head social project, irrespective of how strongly I felt about it or against it. This report is trouble, folks. Big time. Big trouble. We're going to talk about something similar related to this in the next segment. And it is devastating for the entertainment industry as a whole. There are things that are going to come down the pipe that a lot of people said was not going to happen. Well, it is starting to happen. 
it's starting to happen. And I warn people about this. I warned people two years ago. I warn people today. I warn people again the next day and the day after. And it continues onward and onward and onward. I warned you for two years. I warned you last season. I warned you the season, the first season of this. We were going to head to an economic crash sometime around May of this year. And by June, late June, shit will be in such a way that things will have to, changes will be made. And they're already starting on the way Americans see the economics of their society. I was personally afraid, ultimately, that we were going towards a more communist type of command and control situation with our economics. That may not be so much the case, but it might lead into something worse. I don't know what it is. It might be something worse than that. If I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Everything comes back to the ability of people getting paid for an honest day's work. When that ability is being ripped up by some sort of mention of the day, then you're going to have problems. A lot of stories have come out of certain governmental no, no, the judgments that have happened, giving DeSantis and others, leaders such as him, saying that he's in the right as a sovereign leader of this of that particular state to do what he wishes, especially with the education of the state's children when it came to these particular issues. Let's move on from that particular thing to something that should shock a lot of you. And I really do mean shock a lot of you. Again, call Deniger with the recent issue I'm just making it a little shorter than I wanted it to be but political put out what amounts to be a opinion that was supposedly it's 98 pages long actually it's 95 of an opinion concerning the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. That they are going to overturn it. This was from February. It's related to what we are going to discuss concerning the world event crisis treatment, but I don't want to get to that yet because we still got 
Razor Fist to explain certain issues about this law. We're going to play his rant concerning that. But I just want to pick a little things from Deniger just to give you the basis of what this is. He stated in a post, let's assume that this release is real, which Justice Thomas, not Justice Thomas, excuse me, um, which Justice Roberts recently stated it is correct, it is, it is accurate. It may be one of several is not uncommon for Supreme Court justices to shop opinions during deliberative process, which is what they do. This is internal here. May I remind you that this is Deniger. My body, my choice may have been the mantra of an abortion's right for 50 years, but suddenly it did not apply when it came to jabs, didn't it? Indeed, while wrong thing it might be have been impacted someone else, abortion obviously always just extinguish a focus. And while he can hear him to be a hardcore supporter of choice in only one of those two cases, intellectual honesty in short went out the bin in both circumstances. Never mind that the opinion is real and the one that will take in fact changes little other than upsetting certain organizations and profit centers. Oh, don't get me wrong. The snapback laws that passed in several states, along with the state in issue in the case itself, will take effect and change the landscape in that landscape in that state. But today, as he noted, when this case was argued, we live in a very different world where we were expected in 1970 that Roe first filed in Texas, or in 1973 when it was handed down. These are medications. There are medications that induce abortions that cannot be bought for personal acquisition and used nationally. No state can prevent you from traveling to another state by one person without interference and it is a recognized civil right protected by the Constitution and said travels both cheaper and easier today than ever before, mostly. Pregnancy tests are a literal doll out of Walmart. There is no longer any excuse for a woman to not know that she's pregnant. Ignorance of one pregnancy is now a matter of intentional failure to act rather than bought by cost. Access to physicians or circumstance. Between these two facts, nobody can seriously argue that any woman who, want to, who wants an abortion will not be able to obtain one. There will be plenty of states for abortion will be made both illegal and available on request. And while the hassle factor of it, if you live where it's banned, it will increase. It will be wildly less expensive and more available than it was following Roe in 1973 in real terms. As the leak opinion notes, this is an issue that really ought to be decided in the legislative for the elected representatives of whom one can vote or not at a forward basis and should have been left there in the first place. Indeed, there is such that arguably no federal jurisdiction here or all since medical boards and practices or a matter of state regulation is essentially in all respects, in all other respects. Medical facilities are state licensed entities and are basically all businesses and the states which issue medical credentials of all types. To aggregate one specific medical item to the federal government is inconsistent with the separation of authority between the state and federal governments. And while we have interfered in this with many places, 
Opioids to name one, it is state regulation that makes something such as the surgery center of Oklahoma possible, along with its much lower cost and wildly lower infection rates that you will find in most local hospitals. But in fact, that alleged opinion was leaked is an extraordinary of itself. To the best of my knowledge, it has never happened before. It is judicial interference, insanely improper, and almost occurred as an action by someone inside the Capitol, inside the court, excuse me, probably someone cooking for one of the justices. And then there is, of course, the question whether the justice knew or even gave consent to release this data. You can be bet there is an immediate internal investigation, which is ongoing right now, and everyone is responsible will likely find themselves with a piano drop on their head professionally to believe in the modern era you will get away with something like this yet remain unidentified is also wide-eyed crazy the argument is this is taking off the front page of the newspaper is specious the case was argued right around the turn of the year and the opinion was going to be issued within the next couple of months there was no benefit of leaking it now in the contest in November, assuming it was really the opinion that was being circled for at least five votes. Indeed, it's probably harmful to do it now on the balance that it was going to come out closer to the election than Americans of a short attention span often measured in the amount of time it takes to glance at the phone. No, folks, this has little to do with nothing with the election, in my opinion. It is too far away, given the opinion had to come out this summer. Anyway, it was a foregone conclusion and right into the mall of election season. This was going to be the focus of debate, fundraising, and more. This leads actual interference with the operation of the court as the liking motive. Here, there are no competing possibilities, and if that was the motivation for this action, it is grave indeed. Such an act will massively go beyond the impact and the intent of January 6th. To attempt such to corrupt the co-equal branches of government is a serious matter. And now we get to see whether or not there is really any pretense of a constitution, DOJ, or other mechanisms to protect its integrity. That remains whether, if in point of fact, the United States is a failed nation and the constitution is in fact a piece of paper. It is going to get really crazy. Let's go to what Razor Fist said concerning the Constitution versus Wade, the end of an error. So, this happened. Lord, we thank you. You're sacrificing the mothers for the children. On the steps of the nation's highest court, Roe Wade has got to go. The nation's most divisive issue laid bare. After the bombshell leak of a draft opinion showing that five conservative Supreme Court justices to strike down Roe versus Wade, the nearly 50-year-old landmark decision that protected a woman's right to access abortion. If are certain or likely to ban or severely restrict access to abortion. So all those people who asked me on my Razor Fist arcade streams, hey, with the Democrats staring down the barrel of a midterm massacre of Lena Dunham appetizer proportions, what manner of ninth inning Hail Mary bullshit do you think the left will pull to mobilize their demoralized base? <laughs> I believe I feel perfectly comfortable saying you have your answer. More to the point, this, I believe, was a transparent attempt by an ideologue on the court, likely an aide, to influence a court decision they personally disagreed with. 
draft itself was from fucking February, meaning someone hoped to sit on this announcement as long as humanly possible until their hand was forced by the fact that the court was planning to release a judgment in the next motherfucking month. Something said slacktivists doubtless intended to forestall by inspiring scores of fembucks to waddle through the streets in defense of their imaginary constitutional right to kill a kid. And no, that editorializing of the phrase is not mine. It's the president's. So the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child. Come again? Ah, Biden. I haven't seen this steady a hand since that time I played Operation with Michael J. Fox. And the firestorm of spurgery touched down almost immediately. As suspiciously well-organized and funded protest marches, sit-ins and shit-ins kicked off in every deep blue capital city in the country the moment this leak was announced. The woman's movement has been riding high of late, at least if you count the one left in Johnny Depp's bed, but it's especially incensed now that John Roberts has stopped cowering under his desk long enough to actually fucking confirm it, even as he assures us all the decision is... Far from final. No fucking shit, Beef. That's the entire point of leaking. To scare your feckless rhino ass into reversing course. And from the sound of your statement, it sounds like you're splayed wide in anticipation. Confirming also in the process that the Supreme Court, we were all assured, never suffers a fucking leak when it was reported they refused to hear Trump's election cases in 2020 because they were afeard of fucking riots does in fact have more leaks than Biden at the Vatican. Odd there were never any leaks when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was moldering on film for over a year of wasting illness with a sub-10% survival rate while the media assured us all she was spry as a forest creature and being spotted everywhere from the movies to fucking Coachella. And before anyone chimes in with the ever-ready no-vagina-no-opinion rejoinder, first off, how dare you assume my gender? And second, allow me to counter with a simple no-cock- no kid. Do go ahead and ring me up when a broad has a baby without a dick or a turkey baster being involved, though. I'll wait. That truism, by the way, is how I got blocked on Twitter by Kevin fucking Nash some years back. No need to blow things out of proportion, Kev. It's a tweet, not a quad. In the interest of full disclosure, abortion is one of the primary issues that led to me expelling myself from libertarian circles as a younger man and laid the first tracks on the path to becoming the embittered Goldwater conservative you see today, and would further add that the Libertarian Party has flat fucking zero moral claim to the term liberty, so long as they refuse to enshrine the efficacy of protecting or avenging the murdered. Fortunately for both of us, I don't even have to get into my moral opinion on abortion to know Roe v. Wade should have been overturned 15 fucking seconds after it was handed down. Future Chief Justice William Rehnquist put a bow on the multifarious issues with the Sent of the decision, healthily and articulately enjoining that the activist Thurgood Marshall era court had effectively invented a meaning into the 14th Amendment to which the 1868 drafters had been apparently oblivious. And I quote, to reach its result, the court necessarily has had to find within the scope of the 14th Amendment a right that was apparently completely unknown to the drafters of the amendment. As early as 1821, the first state law dealing directly with abortion was enacted by the Connecticut legislature. By the time of the adoption of the 14th Amendment in 1868, there were at least 36 laws enacted by state or territorial legislatures limiting abortion. While many states have amended or updated their laws, 21 of the laws on the books in 1868 remain in effect today, unquote. In short, 
If the 14th Amendment intended to strip states of the right to determine whether abortion is legally permissible in their own jurisdictions, why the merry fuck didn't its passage in 1868 immediately nullify the 30-odd anti-abortion laws that prevailed during the year of its inception? The court passed a law. Fucking admit it. Most of the media is. John Roberts has confirmed the authenticity of a leaked draft opinion showing the Supreme Court could be preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade. The landmark 1973 decision legalized abortion nationwide. Look, some members of the court at the time even all but acknowledged that fact, making the fact that it's a flagrant violation of the separation of powers an impeachable offense all the more egregious. Almost as egregious as the cowards in Congress refusing to do a single fucking thing about it. See my stench from the bench ran for a few more servings of that copper-like casserole. But honestly, we can shelve the social and political if that weren't the totality of the reason this case existed to begin with. Why would we do so? Because the case was, at the end of the day, a question of privacy around an alleged rape. Problem being, that rape was about as real as our president's hairline. Jane Rowe's story was a terrible one. She said she had been gang raped, gotten pregnant, was desperate to get an abortion. That's what everyone believed, as long as Jane Rowe remained anonymous. When she went public, she told a different story. You were raped while you were in Georgia? No, I wasn't. You were not? No, I wasn't. So all those stories that are in the books and so forth are not true? Yes, yes. They're not true. Right. And it turned out that lying wasn't the only embarrassment this darling of the pro-choice forces presented. In her personal treatise published last year, Norma McCorby told the story of her somewhat sordid life. Then she still adamantly supported abortion. Now she adds that to the list of sins she took with her into the baptismal pool. I've cheated people out of money. I've sold drugs. I... No, I, I, was, I, was, I was an abusive alcoholic for you know, many, many years. Um, I've done a lot against his teachings. Um, but I, I think the far greater sin that I did was to be the plaintiff in Roe versus Wade. Shelve the politics for a bit. Pretend this is just a regular court case. Any court case whatsoever pertaining to a rape or sexual assault. Plaintiff wins with an awful lot of help from abortion activists bankrolling her legal fees, might I add, only to emerge 11 days after the verdict and admit she done made that shit up. In any other rape case, in the motherfucking Milky Way, what happens the moment she utters that admission? Anyone? Anyone at all? If you answered thrown out faster than Chris Chan at a family reunion, you're underselling, but I'll allow it. Gang, take the politics out of it. Roe v. Wade was an absolute odious decision, not according to me, according to Ruth Bader butt-fucking Ginsburg, who excoriated the judgment years before joining the court back in her ACLU lead counsel days as sloppy, setting back the cause of reproductive rights and giving ammunition to the anti-abortion lobby. And folks, she's fucking right. If you agree with abortion, you should want Roe v. Wade overturned. Beyond the federal overreach of an issue that's already settled on a state level all around the country, it's Roe v. Wade itself that has allowed this issue, once considered relatively minor in the pantheon of marriage, justice, and procreation, to full-on fester into the firestorm of self-perpetuating piss and winery we've witnessed since the 70s. Gang, ask your parents.
your grandparents, anyone alive back when we still had a civilization. Believe it or not, there was once a time, not so many decades ago, when abortion was about as cutting edge and controversial as Young Yaz commentary. And you absolutely have Roe v. Wade and the good old Thurgood Marshall who all but bragged about being an activist on the bench to thank for fanning the flames and cultivating the goat fuck to follow. And for the 15th fucking septillionth time, repealing an illegally enacted law is not creating an abortion ban. No one is trying to take your abortions away at a federal level. You allowed an illegal decision to pass for law at the federal fucking level. Don't bitch now that someone may actually correct the fucking mistake. All this does is send the issue back states where it frankly should have been rightfully to begin with the good news for abortion advocates is of course if you're in a blue state abortions back on the menu and probably in a more unfettered fashion compared to the version that was federally imposed previously if you're in a state like the one in which i reside arizona well, sorry you may actually have to do silly little things like put laws up for a fucking vote first and if they fail to pass on a state level here's a thought maybe your cherished positions are incrementally more marginal than you thought. The real world is not your fucking gender studies class. Out here in the ether, you're actually responsible for arguing your positions and persuading people rather than imposing your will by unelected fucking fiat. Life hurts, Tinkerbell. Wear a cup. And I don't want to hear you bitching about the ballot box after spending two years shrieking tremulously about insurrection and preserving democracy any more than I plan to endure my body, my choice platitudes from the party who's firing federal employees over a fucking vaccine. And hey, if it helps at all, try and think of it this way. We're not killing Roe v. Wade. We're aborting it in the 196th trimester. I'm Razor Fist. God fucking speed. I'm going to spend, I'm going to take a little bit of time in the second segment to explain certain things that need to be said about that issue. But we'll get to that in the second segment. Speaking of vaccines and the Pfizer link, there was certain amount of page, pages that have come out recently about the Pfizer link. I think I have some of that information in front of me now. If I'm able to get this. Yeah, so May 5th, the Pfizer documents, this is what they stated here. One Twitter came up and said this. It says that severe adverse events from these Pfizer documents are spontaneous abortion, fetal death, stillbirth, ectopic death, Pregnancy, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Atopic pregnancy and cognitive abnormalities. Thread continues. The Australia DEN showed the following for Pfizer's vaccine since its rollout started. Spontaneous abortions, 226. Stillborn, 14. Echo stop. Echo pick pregnancy, 10. Photal death nine, death one, photo abnormality, photo growth abnormality one. 
according to this, was TGA privy to this information? Unfortunately, Department of Health Australia encourages that pregnant women get vaccinated and claim that the MRA vaccines are safe in pregnancy. That's one thread that talked about this. Trying to see if the other thread is somewhere here. Okay. Edgar Sansky, Pfizer data dump. 270 pregnant women were tested and 238 went AWOL. Of the 32 remaining, only one live birth. The others are various cases of sustenious abortion and fetal death. And they show one page here. This is, this one was there. And then Carl Denninger had another post about this one where there was only 13 pages, but it gave a short amount of information there. Then they had uh, certain things that dealing with the FBI, uh, no, with the, with the army. It said here just a couple of hours ago, the US army has ordered a full retest review of all soldiers for HIV and sickle cell. This is from one of their um, doctors, Dr. Long. Now it's DOD wide. They're saying that he can only confirm this, but they said that the US Army has ordered a full retest review of all soldiers with HIV and sickle cell anemia. Why would they do this? Absolutely unbelievable. And then there was the other things as well that Denninger also talked about. But it was the J&J vaccine that gets banhammered. As the FDA said, they have limited their use because of blood clots. And it was mentioned before, but the media came up and said, oh, it's not that serious. It's only in a few people. Well, the FDA has said, too much risk, we, we, we gotta stop it. And then the Pfizer document, then, then ironically, when the Pfizer documents and the Moderna documents come out, this, they banhammer J&J's treatments? Rumors are spreading around. Don't want to see them here because it can't be confirmed. But a lot of shit in this Supreme Court issue. Eh. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Now, student loan update. It is not going to be it's not going, it is going to be bad. President Biden recently extended the payment pause until September. It was the sixth extension since authorizing the initial deferment. Here are the ramification for the student loan issues once they go through. One, student loan debt forgiveness sounds good, but it will cause a slew of Nancy consequences. 
Peership pointed out in a radio show that loan forgiveness will be like Christmas for college and universities. They will figure now we can raise tuition because our students know they can borrow all the money and they will never have to pay it back. Everybody else will have to pay for it. So no dice. Student loan forgiveness will also pour more gasoline into the inflationary fire, which will cause the Fed to continue to raise rates to a point where they can't raise the rates no more, and then you're going to have depression. It's almost like quantitative easing, basically. So it's QE, but much worse. It was to save the colleges from their own bullshit. The only way out of it is through bankruptcy protection. But they can't remove it through bankruptcy. They do not have a political play to discharge it through bankruptcy. Because the Democrats will never allow it to be discharged through bankruptcy. A lot of shit is going to go down, and it's going to go down really, really bad. But in the next segment, we got three things to talk about. One of it dealing with this abortion issue. The other one with the cost of the entertainment we see and the Twitter dilemma. All that and more on Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Norbert Hall back here. Let's talk about the cost of the entertainment you see what's really going on with the markets concerning these entertainment businesses we wanted to find a list before i even started this show of the expensive television shows that have aired on american tv and so they gave a list over at yahoo and was able to talk about it while well, it came from the wall street journal well, the Wall Street Journal talked about the $30 million, $30 million an episode for Stranger Things. But here's the other ones as well. Friends was $10 million an episode, but if we saw the ratings that they have, they had about 20 million people watching the show at one particular near the final season of the show. Band of Brothers, which was a miniseries, which was $12 million an episode, but this was in 2021. Um... It cost $12.5 million, but it was just a mini-series dealing with the Band of Brothers based on the movie from with Tom Hanks. Mandalorian was between $12.5 million and $15 million an episode. They only did eight episodes, so it was about around $200 million. The, the budget was as high as that type of million. It's all about content, 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 according to Bob Chapin. The Crown is about... The Crown from Netflix is $13 million per episode. ER was $13 million per episode, but this is when they lost the National Football League rights to CBS in 1998. They were going to lose Seinfeld within the next year or so. Game of Thrones was about $15 million per episode during the latter seasons 
it was to 1.2 billion dollars for the whole season on that particular sense this added with um cgi and all the rest of it and yes because they're adding more dragons expect the cost to rise to 20 million dollars an episode the morning show and c are both costing 15 million per episode now remember friends was watched by 20 million people and it cost 10 million an episode because of the way they put out their contracts for the main five for the main actors of the of the of the show but they may had 20 million viewers even though the television industry at that time was going down considering now you have a show called the morning show and see which is on apple which they try and use the metrics of everybody got an iphone so everybody got the tv and some of them have their um their credit cards connected to this apple pay and all the rest of it so they will be able to you know snip a little bit off the top skim from the cream of the cup and they will be able to fund this without any commercials and we we, we can we can make the payments or in the real sense apple capitalization is for one whole quarter is about as much as the capitalization of paramount global which is 18 million dollars that's what they make in revenue every year 18 million dollars and their market cap is 18 billion 18 billion there are a $4 trillion company. $15 million isn't anything to sneeze at. Isn't anything to sneeze at, but, but they can afford it because they can do all the metrics they want to use. And I'm going to continue from this here we have Marvel Disney's Disney, that's from Disney Plus, which is 25 million per episode, and it's for four shows, and most of them are between six to eight episodes. That's 20 million an episode for Disney Plus. Now Disney Plus has its history and all the rest of it. They have the subscribers, they have the bundles and all the rest of it, and you know it's Disney, so they can afford it. We don't care, we can afford. They're in the movies, we can afford it. We, 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 we have all the movies locked down. We can afford it. It'll make so much money, we can afford it. 20 million, 25 million, million an episode. Stranger Things is 30 million, which is $270 million. This is roughly on par with the production budget of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which is $275 million and double the cost of The Reverend, which is $135 million. That's one movie! Rise of Skywalker! Does anybody don't know about anything about aesthetics? And that isn't the worst part. The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, is worth 60 
60 million an episode for the first season one episode of 60 million dollars sixty million dollars and remember they got NFL rights for one billion for the next several years one billion for the next several years and they're spending $60 billion for one season of The Lord of the Rings. $60 billion? And look at the negative responses for this $60 million. For this show that, that has $60 million there. Because of its woke culture. Of actors that shouldn't be in that particular franchise. We have this certain situation with the Vikings. I don't want to go there. I'll go there later. It's going to be really interesting when we talk about what happened recently. And it's, it's time for real deep introspection when we explain all this. But this is from a substack from Jug Legum, a massive public relations firm named Zeno is privately advising high corporate clients to avoid commentating on the particular opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, it's not officially overturned. It is just a leaked document as we were talking about earlier. According to an internal communication obtained by popular information, Zeno is a multinational company with almost $120 million in annual revenue and a roster of blue chip corporate clients, including Coca Cola, Salesforce, Hershey, Netflix, Starbucks. Zeno is also part of Enderman Holdings, the world's largest public relations conglomerate. According to Zeno CEO Barbie Siegel, the mission's firm is to champion the courageous to see something better for humankind. That mission is not reflected in an email sent to Zeno staff early this week by Carly Siwana, Zeno's executive vice president for media strategy. Siwana's message includes a template email to share with kind contests regarding the leaked information of the Supreme Court opinion, which will end all constitutional protections for abortion rights. It states here, do not take a sense you cannot reverse, especially when the decision is not final. This topic is a textbook 50-50 issue. Such as that will divide the country can also sometimes be no-win situations for companies because they, regardless of what they do, they will annihilate at least 15 to 30 to 15 to 30% of its stakeholders. Do not assume that all your employees, customers, and investors share your views. Popular information is an independent newsletter dedicated to accountability journalism. Oh, wait, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, sorry about that. Um, in the email and template, Zeno warns corporations that inquiries about the media about reproductive rights should be ignored to avoid attracting attention. Avoid, avoid media phishing. Often during very controversial issues, media will make general inquiries to multiple peer organizations in which the first one is to raise his hand and become the lead. In a case like this, being the center is not advisable, so be judicious if you throw if and how general inquiries should be managed. 
They also advise companies to avoid pitching breaking news networks outlets on any topic because outlets might use the opportunity to ask about this particular road decision. In the section of the template email dedicated devoted to social media, Dental again emphasizes the importance of not responding to any questions about a company's position on reproductive rights. The then it continues on here. And, and then they were talking about certain things over here with um the statement they made in March 2021, speaking about a general neutral world. Then they talked about their commitment to women's rights. Now, but the constitutional rights of women in great dentists then is giving their clients, which is also includes Kia Motors, AstraZeneca, AT&T, ACX, Scott's Miracle Grow, Phillips Health, Corona, Pizza Hut, Prudential, and Laverno, the opposite advice. It animated other PR firms are doling out similar recommendations. It may explain why with so few companies public champions women's rights and spoken up against Roe. Uh, 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 the expected repeal of Roe. At the publication of the article, popular information revealed a response from Zeno Blair Barbara Siegel. The email you referenced did not accurately reflect Zeno's position on the range of culture that we were providing the clients. It was a mental advice comes within the first 24 hours of breaking news and was an attempt to consider consult clients and measure them there to a mini response to a complex developing story. We take seriously our responsibility to help clients to help navigate complex social issues. Consider the answers they maintain and the company communications internally and externally. We also know and understand that companies are quickly expected to take a stand on mission issues. And we believe it is a right to do so when it's alternative to the organization and consistent with their values and actions. And then we believe in equal access to health care for all and a women's right to make decisions about our health care. At the same time, we live in a world with different opinions and different views and we respect those differences. Remember what happened with Disney? Remember? Remember what happened with those that were supporting this issue concerning with the grooming and all the rest of it? Remember all that that has come out and with this thing happened, they said no more. We got played out. There's another article out there now stating about uh, how uh, the goat dads or zoom dads or what have you and they're in the advertising agencies and they don't have no ideas of their own and they were talking about how coinbase changed the way they did advertising on the web i mean on the uh, with the with their super bowl ad which i personally did not like they could have done something a little bit more differently, but I can't understand how it may be successful for those who are a little too tired of the same old, same old. I can understand that, but personally, that was not the, my favorite commercials. Always the horses, always going to be the horses. Horses win all the time. It's connected to film, horses all the time. It's always horses. Horses win all the time. What horse you win? That's all, but the horse and you win. But now we're seeing a point where the woke is not working and the backlash against the woke is starting ever so slightly and all at once it disappeared and all at once it's whacked out. 
wiped out cleanly. Then they're going to have to figure out who can run and who can't run. I stated it on the main Guru Gothic Twitter handle. The reason why the National Football League and a lot of other sports are succeeding, even with the success of AEW and other particular things, even with the WWE's audience now going down to a certain level where it has stabilized, which many people on the dirt sheets in the wrestling business are saying these are the hardcore, the hardcores is stabilized to that level of the hardcore, the hardcores of WWE, not of all wrestling, but of WWE in particular who never see anything wrong the WWE has done and has gone down to that particular level, even though certain people are saying it's growing in certain places and all the rest of these things. And then you see the situation has happened with the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling announcement of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which will be on June 26th, which the biggest stars of both companies will be there and their tickets sold out within 40 minutes, which led people to say, why is there not a stadium show for this particular franchise? For these particular big shows. And it's going to be very interesting in that particular sense. But like I was saying before, in that particular statement that I made several days ago, that the reason why the National Football League and, 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 and college football and other sports, especially soccer with the, with the UEFA Champions League on CBS Sports are seceding and becoming more successful is because the millennial culture and millennial generation and its writers and certain Zoomers people and its writers cannot write for shit. Just can't. Can't write comedy. Can't write drama in particular. Their animators are okay, but their animations are faulty. It's all about the representation gimmick. Representation without ownership. And it's all about being in the wrong place, talking about the wrong things in the wrong context to the wrong audience. These are the reasons why the National Football League continues to win year after year after year. And why ultimately their play is to change the way sports is done because they can't do it anywhere else because they suck at this thing called writing and seducing the audience because the audience they try to seduce are the audience they don't even like or represent or even want to deal with. Think about that for a minute and understand why very few things from the woke culture is actually succeeding. And those things that are working from the woke culture ain't even woke to begin with. I wanna talk about Twitter next. Elon Musk said he will take over once the full situation with Twitter has been solved. People are starting to sue Twitter because 
they were not notified about the deal that was going on for Twitter. He has planned to got, get rid of its censorship board. And a lot of people are attacking him and he already knows who is attacking him and he already knows which motherfuckers are attacking him. And then they tried to do the spin move and said, oh, he was connected to those people in the South Africa where none of it was even true and his mother would even say that his mother's on Twitter too. Do you, do you know your son is a man of culture? I mean, he did marry a woman of culture. They into that, you know what, the deep magic. I don't want to say more about that, but we're in the deep magic today. I That's my version of what y'all can, y'all a lot of people in the Cliff High people that says the woo, I call it the deep magic. You know, from the whole Aslan thing with the Chronicles of Narnia, I was there when it was written. I'm swimming in the deep magic. But there is a big concern I am starting to have, not necessarily about Twitter, but more concern about the internet, its future. I mentioned this last week, but I also mentioned it on those who use the internet for research, for protection of their own bought and own properties that they own if they don't have a physical way of getting it even though they bought it and how they keep hold of this for a long time even when there are no internet connections and all the other things because a lot of these things especially with steam and all the rest of it are connected to the internet and you need an internet connection to access your stuff which is when you buy it, you should have a downloaded version of it and it should be in your possession. How's it going to be saved? That's the question. A lot of you people that have bought a lot of this stuff digitally and all day, you know that they could just revoke it at any time. Have you not even seen your terms of service? They could revoke it at any time, especially Amazon can revoke it at any time. And if they see something on in towards because they go into the dance and they start putting little hooks, best thing I can do about programming is talk about the little hooks that they play, the little injections that they do with JavaScript, JSON, and all the rest of it that they do to try and get that data out to notify where you are, what you're doing, all the rest of it. Yeah, they do that. You need to develop protocols, especially a lot of you in this supposed tour or not a J do no longer Jordation and all the rest of these things who are starting to dabble more into the hardware software type of thing and realize that there were certain things they did better in the past and all the rest of it. You need to figure out how to develop protocols. They work in certain ways of how to connect to the internet and that they only work in that particular aspect of the internet or, or a connection to a server that can only work in that particular aspect. And until you guys do, you're in bigger trouble than you can realize. You better start figuring out how these old protocols work. 
and how they connect to the internet as well. But let me make this very clear so everybody can understand what I'm trying to get at, folks. We have protocols, right? Different protocols have different ways of communicating with each other. You still need a line, you still need a modem, but you still but you need different ways of communicating with each other. You still need the data pipe. The data pipe doesn't necessarily change, the protocols do. You understand? And the thing is, is that we had five protocols years and years and years ago, right? They just communicated with the TPIP protocol. We had IPMSPX. We have all these other protocols that used to exist. We could build new protocols now if we knew how to do it, but we went more into data science then communication science, telecoms, all the rest of it didn't need, especially because we're heading to Mars, or we should be heading to Mars, that we need to develop new protocols, not only for planet Earth, mind you, that is not necessarily connected to the database hoarding that Yasha Levine talks about with the security apparatus setup that Yasha Levine talks about in the secret military history of the internet, which you should buy and should get. And all the literally who's are in there in the appendix. So trust and believe me and all those connected to the literally who's are in that appendix. So be careful of who y'all support on the left and the right. Be careful. That thing is very important. <clears throat> One of the things that people have to understand and recognize is that if we don't get these protocols and get new protocols on top of it and then research other protocols that have been used for video games and all the rest of it to try and develop ways of how we are going to ultimately survive what is going to happen with IP6 and IP4 and the transmission over IP protocol that will all soon get hammered and hit and ultimately split into a billion pieces very soon. If we don't start thinking in that direction now, it doesn't matter what Twitter does, what this things, what the NFT does and all the rest of it. If we still start thinking about moving a lot of the stuff away from that particular protocol and into older and newer protocols so they both the internet won't have these types of issues. And especially because the protocols need to be, especially with newer protocols, they have to have privacy first aspects to it. If we don't do that, we're in trouble. We can no longer rely on this 40-year-old technology that was basically based for surveillance. I said it earlier. I will not, I'm not going to excuse that then. Yasha Levine was correct on that particular aspect, but we have to move away from it. What type of things are we gonna move away from it to use it to do that? There are so many other things that we could use all these different communication technologies, both old and new, to connect to networks 
and computers all over the world and peer-to-peer -peer networks. Think about all of these things, folks. Really think about them. Now, I want to get to, before we get to the third segment, which we're going to talk about leadership in America and the rest of it, about this particular issue with abortion. And I have stated it again, it's not going to change. I'm not for abortion. It, I understand what the left says about a woman's right to choose, but I am not for it. Unless the mother is in danger, unless it is for unless it's done from, from incest and it was known, and unless it's for rape. But that is also a mother's choice in that particular sense, in somewhat of a sense. And even that. I don't want to even get into the, that particular point, but I want to give some people some understanding about what is really going on here. And it's, it's kind of sad and it's kind of sick, but it's something that I have to think about in certain ways. And some of it, is men's fault in a way that we don't respect ourselves enough to say we need to back away from these women who don't even want to have a life with us or who don't who, who we can't even communicate in the sense that we can't even flirt with them in that particular sense you understand what i'm saying so one of my particular issues concerning with this abortion issue is the inability of a lot of people to accept is that once you do take the risk of impregnating a woman, if you do have sex with a woman, we do run the risk. Even if we have use a condom, even if she's on birth control, we do run the risk of getting a woman pregnant by abort, by, by having sex. The risk is never not 100% that she will not get pregnant. There are ways without birth control that the woman can't get pregnant, but even with that, there's always a risk. The fundamental problem with this issue, even despite the fact that RazorFest made great, fantastic points about this issue and also called Danager made these issues about how Roe was just a very, very bad decision is the realization that the left says that it's a woman's choice for her to have an abortion. Okay. One thing that really hurt me years and years ago, when we were talking all this man of spirit thing is that there was an ex-boyfriend. Remember this one? There was a video about an ex-boyfriend who told the girl I mean, a, a, a woman who already had children with this ex-boyfriend and now had a new boyfriend and told him to go inside and kill that new boyfriend's baby. Now, remember that woman is dating that man and he begged him and begged him, don't do this, don't do this. We, we got to talk this out. 
Dude came up and said, now take care that they get this baby out of that womb. Told that woman, forced her to have that abortion. Cops didn't do anything. People were looking in shock and all the rest of these things. I have to begin to wonder, are some of these abortions are caused by a lot of these boyfriends, these ex-boyfriends who want to still have some sort of control over some women. I'm not saying all of them, but some women who still have not feelings, but they feel like, like they own these women. And once they go out with different guys, they force them they, and they get pregnant with these other guys. They force them to have an abortion. And the woman agrees to this. Has anybody on the left even considered to that fact, my body, my choice of ever going after that particular person and doing that and never calling him a scumbag? Has anybody done that in this video? They say, oh, it's so there, we're so sorry. Why haven't they called that ex-boyfriend a scumbag? I just wanna know why. The noggin just begins to ponder certain things. It's not just that. A lot of comments on Twitter about future of relationships between men and women after this abortion thing and all the rest of it. I just want y'all to understand something. And this is maybe the saddest truth of them all. Okay, a man had, is, had done good things for this woman, keeps his frame, does the things that men do, able to support her, actually likes her, actually likes her company, all the rest of it. She may not be the best in the world, but pickers can't be necessary choosers, but she's right on the age where, right on the edge of the age where she's between um, 25, 20, between 25 and 28, and they're ready to head there. And he thinks maybe this woman can have a family with, you know, she did certain things when she was younger, it's not a very high count, maybe one, but you know, this, that, and the other, right? And so hypothetically, hypothetically, you have a situation where they have a relationship, they have sets usually, they've been together, the sets is great, all the rest of these things and whatnot. And then it's found out that there's a child inside the woman's belly. It's his. They know it's his. She's, she might be dating other dudes. She's not, maybe she's not fully sure it's his, but heart of heart, yeah, it is. Then maybe she's having second thoughts. There's certain days that the man comes up and says he's, he's busy, all the rest of these things. They still go on dates. He starts to notice certain things and she starts to gain all these other things and whatnot. But for whatever reason, and whatever have you, 
there's maybe certain things that happen in our life and all these others. And in unfortunately, she doesn't want this thing to end. It may not be her time. She goes to those places and has that particular thing happen. Now, this man may want this child. This man may want her as a mother. But if he finds out, what does that do to him? I mean, he didn't want his, it's her choice. She made the choice. But what does that do to the person who never harmed her, touched her, hurt her in any way, respected her, loved her, all the rest of it, gave her clean, did things for her birthday? What happens to him? Has anybody thought about that? Is as close to a marriage as we could get in this society. What happens to that? What happens to him and his psyche? Has anybody thought about that? Can there even be a relationship if she's willing? She did that for that reason. There are a lot of people out there. Some of them, I dis, I, I disagree with it somewhat. I don't even think it's fully true. But in some ways, certain aspects of it have been stated all over the internet. A lot of these women have these medical, in medical, these medical operations done in order to keep their figures, in order to keep their beauty, in order to kill the party. You understand? I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it is a very dark way of looking at womanhood and its behaviors. But we have seen with Amber Heard, we have seen with Jada Pinkett Smith. We've seen with Kim Kardashian. We've seen wickedness upon wickedness upon wickedness. And it's not just, oh, he's going to do this and this and that and all the rest of it. It's just when wickedness is seen and it's done by a female, we tend to say, oh, she ain't gone for all these other things and whatnot. Not that's not necessarily always the case. We have to be very careful about who we deal with and who they surround themselves with and who we surround ourselves with. There's something very interesting that a poster on Call Deniger's site stated. A couple of day of uh, about a day ago, Ms. Asimov he stated this. Uh, this is from a quote actually. <clears throat> First, a quote: "If we all act like human life is not a sacred thing, then it's nothing more than a cheap disposable commodity. What kind of society do we get?" 
Anthropomorphic response, the ones we have had for the entirety of human history, from evidence, the ones that are part of to recorded history too. You can all, you can count all the bullshit insanity as caring about human life. What about the wars we rage, we wage regular as clockwork? Can I interest you in the value of human life or some shithole city ghetto? How about the life value of life to Mexican gangs? Name a national society where life was shown to be valuable by their actions, not their words. There are few transordinary cases, and at times this may be true. A few. History shows that life is a valuable commodity, but it's just as a commodity as any other. Hoarded when necessary, discarded when convenient. We are a shitty species that has no ingrained value to anybody's existence except our own. That's our families and our loved ones. Sometimes not even that. We pretend when we can, but we don't hesitate to start raping and pillaging when the need arises. Are there individual exceptions to the, these rules? Certainly, but there are exceptions, never the rules. That's some real dark shit. Really dark shit. But think about that deeply. We will be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Nove Hollaback here. You notice that we named this show Beyond This Earth because we always think about things that are beyond this earth. But sometimes we talked a little bit too much about the issues in the earth. But what about what is going on above us? Our hopes and our dreams and our futures just lie 62 miles way up there. We did it before 50 some years ago. And now we're in the process of doing it again. It is now time for the 22nd century. Coming soon to beyond this earth. return you to beyond this earth let me talk about leadership for a minute and about american leadership in particular and when it has to do with morality and a lot of the other things we heard that gene pulaski has now left as the one that does the press secretary is the press secretary for biden's people and now the replacement for Biden's people, I don't know, is a black woman. I don't know her name. It's not that important in that particular scheme of things. 
but I want to talk about the way we see leadership. There is something different in the leaders that came before 1989 and during and the leaders that exist now. And there is something to be said about those leaders in the past because when we had the situation of the Cold War and the USSR versus the United States, there were things in this world that actually meant that we could die any moment. And so the leaders of that world had a more important standard and had to educate had to have real education of the people, of those who really were going into Washington to actually prevent those particular things from happening. And even Carter, the weakest of these men, knew those particular things and did the things that they had to do in order to keep the military, who were war hawks to the infrastream, at bay from the issues that were going on with the Soviet Union at the time, especially with the CIA and all the rest of it. And the bullshit that the CIA played and all the rest of it with MK Ultra and all of it, it goes into this. But the presidents of that particular time, even Reagan, when he started to figure out, this is more than just my things that I have to believe in and all the rest of it concerning what communism is. He was able to combine, not necessarily combine, but understand the more gravity and the weight of how we handle these particular situations concerning with um, the Soviets and nuclear weapons and other particular things with the sultries and all the rest of it. And even the difference of the way they handled news coverage back then with Cronkite during his final years leading up until Dan Rather up until 1990, when even when he was in third place, Mr. Rather would do certain things on that nature. And you had Charles Corral going into Rudd and talking about these other things. There was a portent of importance, gravitas, and all these other things. Pecker Wood said that after 1989 and the fall of that particular um, Soviet empire with the Berlin Wall crumbling down, that it's all been make work in every single sense in Washington at that particular point. And we're seeing it right now concerning this particular thing with such things as, as what's going on in Ukraine and certain things, especially in our policy concerning with economic policy, economic policy, domestic policy, and etc. One of the things that one of the Twitter handles saying that we are ruled by mobs of very, very weak-minded people. Weak-minded middle management have no understanding of the history, recent history of the United States. It was done by purpose. It was done on purpose. That is why we're more fucked up than we can possibly be. Even if a hit, even if we change the educational system 
to have basic cliff notes because we go through it for nine months and they have to do testing and all the rest of it. Even if we had it to go into cliff notes for nine months of everything, including near the last few months of the school, the school year, dealing with modern history in particular. And it increases during the years to go on. Then we would have a much holistic holistic citizenry that won't be jumping off the rails whenever Russia does this and Ukraine does that and all these other things. And they don't even know about the Azov Battalion and a whole lot of other particular things of that nature. This crisis of leadership is also a generational crisis of leadership. Somewhat half of the millennials and most and almost all of the boomers have never gone through nuclear annihilation, possible chance of nuclear annihilation. Never gone through it. But what the millennials have gone through several times throughout its years. And what Peter Zeland could rightly, rightfully, somewhat rightfully saying they will never get out of the problems is the economic disasters that are happening since they were five years old to the present day where most of the older millennials are now turning 40 years old. 40, 41 years old and going for another economic tragedy again. And the consumers are now going through this economic tragedy once more. And the effects on how they see the world with the NFTs crashing and all the rest of it, all of it is a failure of leadership. One aspect of leadership that people don't want to say is that leaders don't necessarily follow the crowd. They explain what is wrong with why the crowd is wrong in following whatever trends that are being followed. That's the difference what leadership does. That's one aspect of leadership people have forgotten how to do. And one other aspect that is connected to what I was talking about with abortion and all the rest of these things, just to put it on a ball, to showcase the madness that we now live in. Now that women have choices and all the rest of it, what have you, it's not a here or there. Why are they having these abortions? If we're going by what they say in Florida, which is one of the only places that allows women to talk uh, to mention why they had these abortions or not. So uh, all of it is about few, few percentage on rape, incest, economic situation, and um the other one that I don't that I have rape, incest, and the birth mothers and birth mothers issues uh, with the complications with the birth as the reasons they have an abortion. We have 
one particular pregnancy that the doctors are trying to prevent it from becoming a pre, pre from being a preemie, right? So in that sense, they're trying to save lives, all the rest of it. Okay. Did we shortchange men in the pursuit of trying to get women into a better place? Did we shortchange them? Because it seems that a lot of people don't understand what Carl, what Kevin Samuels and others and Rollo Tomasi has been saying. We have shortchanged men from their purpose. If they found a purpose, they will find the mate they want to want to be with. The problem is our society has destroyed the purpose for men. That's the basic issue. And that is the failure of American leadership when American leadership and Europe and, and European leadership in particular and British leadership in, in turn, both British and American leadership overly moralize the situations at hand instead of having a idealistic, but still overly pragmatic way of how to handle the ends of war and the starts of peace. You have to really think about that and how it affects how we see the world. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. to be on this earth here are the news that you missed for this week and mobile chevron posted meaty profits last quarter thanks to a large part to rising oil prices the fbi rumbles through the electronic communications up to 3.4 million u.s residents for a year without warrant per a new report from the office of the director of national intelligence tennis great boys brecker will be going to jail for two and a half years for hiding assets to avoid paying debts the French are drinking a lot less alcohols than they used to. Votes will be tallied today in a union election in the second Amazon facility in Staten Island. In the first election, the union prevailed, but Amazon is challenging said vote. Country music star Naomi Judd died yet on last Saturday at 76, just the day before induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Before her introduction. American homeowners have gained on more than $6 trillion in housing wealth over the last two years, but we're not seeing any of it. Italy and Greece relied some of its COVID travel 19 restrictions, COVID travel restrictions ahead of the pivotal summer tourist season. Apple abuses its dominant position as a cannot contactless payments market, the EU Antitrust Authority said on Monday. It is the beginning of what is the former stage of antitrust proceedings. 
and the company will have the chance to respond before any files are handed down any fines are handed down a digital ad network collected user movements in the gay dating app grinder and put them up for sale from 2017 until as recently as two years ago the wall street journal reports a record-breaking heat wave ripping india and pakistan is set to subside in the coming days but it has been a scorcher more than 1 billion people experienced temps of over 104 degrees fahrenheit or much higher from thursday until sunday tennis stars including andy murray novak Djokovic, and rafael nadal all criticized Wilmington's ban on Russian and Belarusian players. Elon Musk told provincial investors that he could take the company public again in a few years after acquiring it, the WJSJ reported. A union vote at an Atlanta Apple store, a first for the company, has a date June 2nd. The SEC is beefing up its crypto oversight unit by nearly doubling its number of positions. BP posted a $2.5 billion pre-taxed accounting charge from leaving Russia, which is the biggest financial hit for any company that had exited the country in recent months. Otherwise, it was a great quarter for the energy giant. The Biden administration allocated $3.6 billion of the infrastructure law funding IRMA for building out the domestic battery supply chain. SpaceX sped a new record of rocket turnaround using the same booster twice within a three-week span. Anthropothic, the safety-focused AI research company founded a year ago by OpenAI alums, raised a $500 million Series A, Series B last week. Gemini, a, 600, a 690 megawatt solar plus storage project in Nevada, locked down $1.3 billion in financing. It will be the largest solar plant in the U.S. when built, but zooming out, the U.S. solar industry is frozen. With more than 300 projects canceled or delayed due to a comments Department investigation dealing with Solara, of course, I believe. Cameo, the service lets you to as a celebrity to roast your friends, is reportedly laying off more than one quarter of its workforce. The White House is considering issuing grants to make emergency contraception more affordable if Scotus overturns Roe v. Wade. Amber Heard took the stand a couple days ago to testify her and her Ed Thompson's Donnie Depp highly publicized libel trial. Eminem, Pat Benatar, Lionel Richie among the other inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dolly Parton is also there, although before that, she asked not to be included. Peloton is reportedly looking to sell a 20% stake in the company as part of its turnaround efforts. Facebook is shutting down its podcast service in early June, just over a year after it launched. U.S. mortgage rates climbed to 5.27% last week, the highest level since 2009. 
luxurious Dubai is becoming a safe haven for wealthy Russians leaving their country. Meta has created a 175 billion parameter GP3S large language model and it made it freely to researchers. Chip makers are facing the shortages of chips to power their chip making machines. And another later to the chip shortage. May make a stroke doll. So we don't have the chips to make the chips. That's right, folks. We don't have the chips to make the chips. We're running out of chips to make the chips so we can get more chips to build the chips. Oh, God. The Biden administration announced steps to boost the development of quantum computing in the U.S., but we don't have the chips to get the chips to get the chips to make the chips to buy the chips so we can get the quantum computing to get the chips. <sighs> SpaceX planned expansion of its Texas Starbase will harm an endangered species for documents from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. To move forward, a company will have to track and mitigate harm to these species per CNBC. And the FAA wants airlines to upgrade some of its pesky old radio altimers that were in the center of the 5G airline spat earlier this year. That are some of the news items that you have missed this week. Let us get to certain news items concerning space. First off, let's put it in simple terms. James Webb is going to be something out of this world. A third image was just recently posted a couple of weeks ago. We forgot to talk about this last week, but we can tell you about this now. Still in the same field of range that they were testing out others and uh, other particular instruments in the machine, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. And this is just stage one. Wait until you see it in full color and in HD. No, 8K ultimate bright, brightness. Oh, we're going to do a movie about this one. Oh, it's going to sell out tickets everywhere all over the world. Because that type of thing, you need to have a movie theater to watch. And they'll do it in full motion. It's all moving throughout the galaxies. We can go through space and all the rest of these things. It's such a nicest thing to experience. But with all that research comes very interesting conclusions about civilization. It's very possible that aliens have not visited planet Earth yet. Astrobiologist Dr. Michael Wong of the Carnegie Institution for the Science in Washington and Dr. Stuart Erlett Bartlett of the California Research Institute of Technology, the CIT, hypothesized the civilizations burn out when they grow too large and too technical. Faced with ever growing population, eye watering energy consumption, worlds hit crisis point known as a singularity where innovation can no longer keep up with demand. The only alternative is collapse to abandon unyielding growth and adopt a balance that will allow survival but prevent the society from moving ever further forward or venturing far from its own spot in the universe. So basically, we 
don't have enough pylons. That's basically what happened to the aliens. We don't have enough pylons. We need to construct additional pylons and there's no more additional pylons to construct. That's right, we have no additional pylons. That's basically why there's no, we can't find any aliens. Hopefully James Webb will either prove this theory right or wrong, but we'll see. In other particular news, some ways the final frontier of space is similar to the wild west of Europe, lawless and full of opportunity. Northern Sky Research, a space industry consulting firm, projects that the industry will generate $1.2 trillion in community revenue by 2030. And because the cost of the research launch has never been lower, thanks to the reusability of rockets, space is getting more crowded with those things looking to with those looking to take advantage. Enter Privateer, a startup that was founded in 2021, but has debuted in early March with an undisclosed amount of funding, is looking to help companies deal with that congestion. By aggregating satellite location data in a single place, it wants to help space companies see where the competition is, avoid collisions between objects and satellites, and track space debris. So, something of that nature of a private space searching ability to figure out all those particular places where other space debris and other satellites are. Interesting. Well, there's some sad news to report. We did a five-part show, five-part special on the rational male, religion and positive masculinity. By Rolo Tomasi, where we reviewed the book, we looked at aspects of the book, we combined it with three other people, Michael Tessarian and John Michael Greer, and the reasons why we are at the place that we're at. And one of the thing, one of the people that we used was Kevin Samuels. And Kevin Samuels started getting really popular during the last couple of years, especially with COVID, started doing the interviews and people started to give him a hearsay. And even John, um, Killer Mike gave him his uh, uh, endorsement on this on that particular end. When it comes to black love and a whole lot of these things, then I heard the news that Kevin Samuels has died. I thought it was false. You know how the internet is. Then the rest of the news items started to come in, and then it started to dribble and dribble and dribble, and then. Today show said that um, Kevin Samuels had passed away of cardiac arrest at the age of 56. It is a stunner that he passed away in that sort of fashion and who he was dating and all the rest of it. And he tried to get people into, a, especially black men, into a better light. And the 
anger towards his death by some that disagree with some of the words he was saying. Absolutely crazy, but I but we want to send our condolences to his family, his mother, his daughter, and those that loved him and respected him on this big loss in that particular community to trying to get men back into a better place. Kevin Samuels is dead at the age of 56. Unbelievable. And I just found the two particular things that were supposedly going to be on Anchor, but Anchor didn't allow people to go on Spotify with video. And now I recently just posted on the now video capable Substack, which we did, we put out last year. And I saw Kevin saying, I was doing it on the day that Kevin Samuels was now confirmed to pass away. It's, it's a shame. And the comments made on some of it, one of my family members said, it, 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 it's sad to see. Nobody wants improvement. And I am just absolutely stunned. But you got to understand that this man was going a million miles per minute, got future co-signing everything. Never looked at his heart. Never looked at his heart. He may have never had time to do so. Didn't even get a chance to go and see a doctor because of the whole thing. Again, COVID and the world event crisis. That is still ongoing, even though some saying is over and some saying is not over. Folks, you need to get your hearts checked. You need, especially as men, especially with prostate cancer, which is going to get worse as the years go by, especially with prostate cancer and all the rest of it. I'm sorry. Y'all y'all have to take care of yourselves, and especially. These younger men, he made the point in this, in that statement some time ago, when he was talking to Joe Budden with his own issues and whatnot about worshiping women and all the rest of it, which he tends to do. Some of the things that I recognizes that he did said work 60 hours trying to keep the things together and all the rest of it it's just going to continue to get worse john michael greer said something to the effect about our society in two ways that is somewhat related to what call uh, um kevin samuels was talking about with how men are trying to survive in this particular world and all the rest of it, that our societies are not working in tandem because we're working in tandem trying to get men out of it because in the same way, women who are over the hill, who are not in the best of health, both physically, mentally, and emotionally, 
tried to convince others who are at that particular level, better physical condition, better, not necessarily better emotional condition, but a better mental condition, try to convince them that all these men are this, that, other, and bad, and what have you. And they successfully convinced them because, you know, some of them may have gone through certain things, through breakups, fathers not being in the house, all the rest of these things. And in certain terms, the, the reactions that we see, especially with this Roe v. Wade thing, it's part of the course. You need to accept it as what it is. But when it comes to men in particular, with the middle management culture that our society has accepted and has encouraged, it doesn't allow those that want to get out of middle management into leadership positions to become successful because they undercut at every single point and turn, which is related somewhat to trying to make sure you keep the woman that you have. You see? So they undercut dudes at every single point, 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 place, and time in order to make sure they succeed. Kevin Samuel said you need to continue on your purpose, even though if your purpose may not even make it. And if it has to change, then you got to figure out ways to get around it to make it change. But he was talking about in his, in his statement of marriage and black marriages and how to survive a lot of these other things. And I go back to something that was said a few days right after January 6th from a lot of these people in the red practices that Rolo Tomasi was talking about. One of the people that was talking to Rolo Tomasi, I think it was uh, in one of his um, shows that he does on Saturday that a few days after January 6th, um, I maybe it was a week after, you know, a lot, uh, three weeks after. I think it was the European guy or the uh, English dude, if I recall. And he said a lot of these men, 85% of men, come from um, relationships that are not uh, fulfilling for them and come from that their children are out of control, the mother's running all the whole thing and whatnot, who can commandeers the house and all the rest of it. And they're not succeeding throughout the day. So you both have society bearing down on it. And you have um, the situations with who they marry bearing down on these men. And that 85% of a lot of the problems that men suffer today come from who they marry. And how they raise their children instead of so much society. Because we can't solve the societal problem. You understand? And it's become more apparent that the society also tells women that you gotta fuck their dead, this, that, and the other day. You'll all be treated like princesses and whatnot. I will have a special call. Deniger is going to talk about this either this weekend or next Monday, and I will put it as a bonus, and I will explain more about this. But there is something to be said about Oswald Spangler. Now, John Michael Greer made a statement in the sense on last week's Echo Sophia Wednesday post in the sense the saying these things are starting to break down and you're seeing the first, the next part of the breakdown continuing. 
that even though if technology rises to a high enough level, the people that could benefit from this technology will never see the light of day or will never even get a chance to touch it. Or if they do touch it, it will come with conditions that will make them more enslaved to that particular technology, as it were. So he says it may not benefit to be continuing on this particular path with the way technology is going, which we were just talking about with the singularity in that particular subject. However, he also said that Spengler gets it wrong on certain parts of it because he was talking about um, the missing link and all the rest of it. And a lot of, well, a lot of the things about politics he got right in certain ways, there's certain things about how humanity evolved and all the rest of it, he didn't get right and he connected to some of those things and that aspect has to be dismissed out of hand. But here, Spangler and Visco that he will, that he also mentions as well, which is more his type of thing. He states that humanity or mankind as it were, reaches a point of a, what we call mental firmament. He call it mental, I call it proto-spiritual, what have you. Some might call it heavens, they can't get to the next level, next stage of evolution or the next stage in their mental evolution or the psychosocial evolution as it were. And it is becoming apparent through studies from all these other particular, from birds to other animals and all these other things that it is the females in different species tend to go for the looks even though nature wants a diversified setup of birds in order for enough genetic material to survive in case of when nature decides to change this climate and all the rest of it but if you keep going for the same types of Peep, same types of birds as a lot of females tend to do, then more of the birds get made with the longer tails. And so it starts to become, oh, this is the way this is are. The smaller tail birds who may be even more successful than the other tail birds start dying out. It's similar to the way humanity is being set up. We're reaching a point where mankind is reaching a barrier. This is Spangler, this is Vesco, others as well. And it is becoming apparent that as much as man has tried to get past the barrier, the barrier can't be break through. It seems to me that the reason why humanity can't get past this barrier Ultimately, that means space travel, which is ultimately the argument a lot of people are having against space travel and all the rest of these things. John Michael Greer said we ain't going to make it. And if we do make it, it is going to be on the basis of technology reach a certain point here, but humanity is down here. So it doesn't even benefit. We just split humanity into two different places, which may be possibly what might happen ultimately that's an apocalypse that 
You did. This is the thing. What I did. I know he's he's autistic. He mentions it, and he doesn't have the emotional connections that other people did. But everything he's talking about. Oh, this is apocalypse. Is it? Yes, he may not. He may say it in certain words. Sure. This is not an apocalypse. These are changes. It's all or nothing. Yeah, he may say it. He might be correct. But you see, he doesn't understand the emotional concept of it. It is an apocalypse, regardless of what anybody says. Because if you go from here, from the 1950s to what we're going through now, technology may have expanded in certain ways, but a lot of things were lost in the process. So it is an apocalypse. Do you understand? And it's not even, in the, it's not, it's, you can say it's tombs, you can say it's the pre precursor to doomsday in certain ways. The reason why we can't get past the barrier maybe because of the women choosing the type of men they are choosing. Out of their own free will. And it also becomes apparent that we also have men that are literally bowing down to the choices other women are making from their mothers and all the rest of it in order to continue their line, but they lose themselves in the process. So very few, if any, can get past the barrier where we need all of humanity to get past this barrier that we are going through in order to get past it so we can get into the next stage of our collective evolved nature to reach Christ or what have you. If we can't do that, then unfortunately, women are pushing us back. Not through any fault, but because of the choices of they made, they made. And they are being deliberately pushed back saying they gotta be princesses and all the rest of these things where they have no where they need to also evolve with men as Compliments to each other not one Not being higher than those trying to get through that particular barrier of human evolution as it were Instead of being getting to that barrier on that particular sense where we are at that level where women and men can see each other's compliments to each other we're now fighting against each other and now we're evolving in different ways by ourselves intermittently through eugenics and other particular things especially with mrna technology gene splicing crispr and all the rest of it to turn ourselves into something that we'll never get past the barrier but we'll create a bubble that will ultimately collapse upon itself. Think about that. Again, Kevin Samuels passed away at the age of 56 due to cardiac arrest. One final thing before we end the show today, we have to talk about the websites. Um, Guru Graphics website is still being fixed right now. I am not necessarily moving back 
uh, of it until the 24th. The 26th will be the earliest date I can open Guru Gothic. That's the 26th because there were certain things that I saw on the website that that has to be fixed and they don't have the things to fix it with. And there are certain things in certain particular, how should we say it? Entities as it were that have to be completed before we could even open the other site as well. But I know that future sites, especially the project site that we're doing for Toonami and the other one concerning with our books, with um, Tara Triune Pure, I know that will be done with a brand new emphasis on building the page first, which is something that I have always wanted. What um, what is uh WordPress to do? Then getting the other particular things right as well. So I'm expecting those changes as well. Now I'm going to tell you about next week's episode. Next week we will have a normal episode. Two weeks from now is the space episode. I am in the final process of figuring out how the show will be shaped. Once I tell you the final show that it will be shaped, I will let you know how it will be done that week. However, because of this, I will have that one special, but I am going to be working on all of this throughout the next two weeks up until the day I start recording the special. The special will be recorded throughout the weekend of next week throughout the weekend of next week which means a lot of other things that i was planning to do i cannot do but i'm going to be able to finish all of that within there i was supposed to do it within the three weeks but things started happening i had some two issues but it's all fine now and uh i tried to get certain things done but i realized that we can't do it necessarily here so now i have um, one per three particular things I need to look at and the three major things that we're going to focus on. The episode is not going to be long. It is going to be a similar episode, but it's not going to have the three segments. There will be multiple segments, the multiple short, not multiple short segments, but maybe just four segments, an intro and an outro and four segments. And they all deal with certain things in technology. The main focus will be on the James Webb, in particular, as it were, the James Webb telescope. Then we talk about other things in space, technology, and other particular things as well. And then we discuss how we're going to get through all of this. Um, that special will be done in two weeks, hopefully. If there is any delay, we are going to be off that week. Then, I think... I'm trying to figure this out because this is the 14th. The 21st is the special. And then the season finale is this 28th, May 28th. Now, if there is any delay on that day, I will move back the season finale from May 28th to June. June 6th being that late date. That's the latest I can do it. Now, if there's a longer delay... Then I will do a short season finale around June 12th. But I do not expect any longer delays. I am going to try and complete this before 
the 25th because I'm going to do recordings all throughout the week of that particular day. I just trying to get all this research done and see where we're going with this and how it will be shaped. So that is what we're going to do. After that episode, I will have a very big announcement on season four. And I do mean humongous announcement that will affect everything I do from this point forward. No, it has nothing to do with subscription services. It does have to do with interviews. It is going to be massive. And I will explain all of that during the season finale. So we're getting ready for the season finale. We're only three weeks away or a little bit longer than that. But thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic, now on Stitcher, soon on Amazon Music. We will be live on Spotify Live, soon on Clubhouse, many interviews on Stereo also coming soon, and wherever you get your radio show. This is Nova Hollaback, and we'll see all of you next time on Beyond This Earth. On This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.